You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians Network. Learn more at wearelibertarians.com. Podcast. This is episode number 285 of the favorite podcast. Jeremiah Morrill here, joined by executive video, audio producer, engineer, running expert, Zachary Burcham, and my forever co-host, Mr. Dakota Davis. What do we have planned today? Today's episode features Mr. Travis Thompson, who is from TNT Endurance Sports, and their TNT Endurance Sports is going to be hosting the Newcastle Half Marathon here in Newcastle, Indiana. That is coming up in September of 2023. We're going to be talking to Travis a little bit about his background, how he got into endurance sports and uh, running specifically, and then we're going to talk about the different events that TNT has planned for the year of 2023, how you can get involved and how you can get signed up and uh, where all that happens. And then at the very end of the show, Jeremiah is going to talk a little bit about Kyle Larson and the Indianapolis 500. So make sure you stick around and find out what that's about along with me. <laughs> this show is about our lives in rural Indiana. We're here to push your boundaries and make you think as individuals. Sometimes we'll provoke you. Other times we'll make you laugh, but hopefully you'll always learn something new. Listen, this is, if this is going to be a racing show, we're going to talk racing. We're going to talk about racing on feet uh, and we're going to talk about racing, uh, with, uh, with some Chevy horsepower behind you. The two types of racing that Zach is interested in. This, this is the Zach Bertram show, everybody. <laughs> I, I've been telling people that the boss hog of liberty is nobody is boss hog. It's like Hootie and the blowfish. No, no one of us is Hootie. Uh, I might be Darius at times, but the, we're, we're, we're a team and we talk about team stuff here. Uh, just did 20 minutes in the Patreon. The super secret extra bonus content that uh, that helps this show go around. Uh, it's where we share our deepest, darkest secrets about our battles with the government, Dakota. That's true. Patreon.com slash Boss Hog of Liberty, or you can go to Boss Hog of Liberty.com and click the support now button. That is where you can go to support the show on a monthly basis every month, uh, starting out as little as $5 a month. I think that we still have Stone Aldridge from all the way in Georgia. He's at $1.37 a month, so we're not picky. Until his debit card expires. Whenever yeah. that is, that's when Stone will fall off. But until then, man, listen, we've strung together about 55 months with Stone so far. Yeah. That's paying off. Yeah, he must have got a brand new debit card. We will, we will up. play the long we game. We got lucky. <laughs> 
If you sign up at $50 or more a month, you get a shout out at the front of every episode. And those folks are Miss Christy Avery from all the way in Fort Wayne, Indiana. She's our favorite Norwex dealer. Then we have Mr. Jonathan Phillips, who is our favorite car dealer at Andy Moore Buick and GMC. And then we also have Mr. Anthony Meyer, who is a, a, a true American hero trucking his goods all across the fine highways of these United States. And we appreciate Anthony and all of the memes that he makes of the show. I've been supplying Anthony memes, and he uh, he finally said that one's too much for me. Oh, boy. I sent That's one, and it was too spicy. I want I want to see this because <laughs> Anthony shares some despicable memes. I yeah. I'll, I will send it to you guys after the show. Uh, but I sent one. We should he, do that. And, should and probably he, be sent over signal. Or it's like, <laughs> no one's looking at that. I might print it out and mail it to you. Go use Facebook. I'm worried about it. All I'm worried all, about it. I sent. Mucked. I sent it to Anthony. He said, "Oh no." <laughs> so anyway, uh, okay. if you want to be in on that, you can you can join the Patreon. We appreciate those guys very much. You also get show notes before the show starts. You get uh, access to the Facebook group. You get 20 minutes of extra content every week. And then occasionally we send you some gifts in the mail over the Christmas, uh, over Christmas time. We sent all of our Patreon members a free t-shirt. So there's a bunch of extra perks that also come with it. And that's, uh, most, most of that stuff is all at any level. So make sure you check it out. And then also for merchandise, if you want a Boss Hog of Liberty t-shirt, then send one of us an email, Dakota at Boss Hog of Liberty.com or Jeremiah at Boss Hog of Liberty.com. We will send you over a job form and, uh, Get you some merchandise. Zach, do you want an email address? Do you want more responsibility for your unpaid job? No. Okay. Okay. See, he's not left out. He just I doesn't just, want just, to. There, there's yeah. like moderating tools now in the chat. So I could like kick people out of the chat. Really? Or like, nice. yeah, there's all like banned from stream. Wow. I can block keywords, which I don't know what keyword I would block. But yeah, I was like, look at all I'm this. I'm sure we'll, something will pop up one day. Yeah, I'll come up with something. It'll be We've really, needed it'll be, that. It'll for be a long really, time. you know what it'll be? Like volume. I'll just block volume. <laughs> <laughs> too, too quiet, too loud. I'll just... I'm going to be honest. They're not complaining about it right now. So no. it's, uh, it, things are looking they were good. initially, but Roy, we had the, we had the mics. Well, it was, it, that was an intentional blockage yeah. on Zach's yeah. part. Yeah. That was professionalism. All right, Dakota, what do you have planned for us? All right, Travis, let's talk a little bit about, uh, you. We'll talk about your background a little bit. Um, I'm not going to tell any stories about when I used to work for you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, those should have been Patreon stories. <laughs> Wait, well, let's start. We will just real quick. Over under, did he cause some over or under $1,500 in equipment damage? Oh, no. Dakota was a great employee in all seriousness. He did was did Chase Payton work for you as well? He did. Yeah. Did Chase did Chase cause over or under fifteen hundred dollars in equipment damage? I don't remember damage from these two. I could have forgotten, but I don't uh, remember. Yeah, it. You've forgotten. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh wow. Oh well it, remind me then. There was a there was a time where I was I won't say the name where we were mowing, but there was a at re- one of his valued customers. There was a retaining pond in front of this place and I was mowing around the sides and I had to bail on the lawnmower because it flipped over on me. Oh, wow. the I, hill was real I think I'm hearing this for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that it caused any damage to the mower. We had, but we had to get a truck and pull it out. Okay, and then we had to go over the area to fix a rut. Dakota, did it cause you any emotional damage? It was scary. I mean, I'll say that it was it was pretty scary. I had to like I. <laughs> if I'm so I had to, we wear seatbelts on the mowers. Yes. So there was this moment where it was like a one fluid motion. I had a hand 
going down to undo the seatbelt. And then I was lifting up the arms to kill the engine and jumping out at the same time. It was, I mean, a a riding mower is an inverted helicopter with sharpened (laughs) blades. So if it starts to roll, there's a panic because your logic part of your brain is like, I don't want this thing on top. But you know, like it's obviously going to fly. Travis did have like the equipment we used was nice. So it wasn't like it was old crappy stuff. Right. To where not when you started using it. (laughs) (laughs) So it was like the engine all there are multiple kill switches in case you have to bail on it. So it was all good, but it all worked. Everything worked. I don't know. So I didn't cause fifteen hundred dollars worth of damage to the company for sure. Yeah, let's let's talk about the the your business ownership and uh, where you've stepped into these leadership positions. Yeah, so I the the business you guys are referring to is uh, Olive Leaf Landscaping uh, that I've uh, owned and operated going on twenty three years now. So that that's where I uh, make my living is is doing that, uh, doing uh, commercial maintenance, utility maintenance, um, and. Uh, mainly utility restoration, uh, following utility companies. When they tear up people's yards, we fix them. So that's, that's the, the business that I own and the business that, uh, pays the bills. Yeah. 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 I'm the the guy that makes the mess. Yeah. Just make bigger messes, more, more messes. <laughs> there we go. Job security. <laughs> I don't think it's going away anytime soon. No, no. So, you started whenever I worked for you, which this was when I was in high school. Um, you uh, you weren't running. high school was a lot more recent for you than it was for the rest of us. Right, my <laughs> ten year reunions coming up, but it, you weren't uh, you weren't running or doing any kind of sports or things that I remember of at least. So, is this uh, this whole endurance sports avenue kind of a new thing for you? It is. Um, so. In, in high school, and that's a lot longer than 10 years ago for me, uh, I was uh, an athlete and I, I enjoyed all three seasons of sports, but I never enjoyed the running of those sports. Um, give me a ball, put the ball, um, you know, in play and let's, let's do something with that. But the actual running, I did not enjoy. And after high school, no, I did not run, um, at all. So running has just been last couple of years that I've started doing this. What sports did you play? I, I did football, basketball, baseball. Oh, dang. Okay. Yeah. You were fully loaded. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, like I said, I enjoyed, I uh, loved all that, but the actual running. You actually did it. Unlike that congressman from New York who said that he was <laughs> Santos. It's not that kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. You can, you can go back and look. I, I actually did. Still it. got the letter jacket. And everything. <laughs> I, I, it's in the closet. There I go. think I can wear it. Ready. <laughs> So what, what? Christy Avery wants to know if you uh, fixed the yard that he actually, she actually accidentally drove into in Newcastle a few years ago. She was <laughs> oh, yeah. we, we were at the Oyo at a concert or at a, a comedy, show, comedy show, and somehow Christy thought that uh, Jane not, Avenue, Julie Avenue, something was yeah. uh, it, that it turned right and went straight into. Uh, I mean, I'll what, give her this. The, what oh, used to be DL Couch, and she drove. She buried her Chevy in the DL yeah. Couch yard. The Oyo has very interesting entryway and exits. They're nowhere near the hotel. They just kind of, if you come in from the side she was coming in from, from the south, you just kind of meander through their own little path through it the It was yard. dark. Yeah. And it was dark. And I think it might have been snowy too. Yeah. Conditions were not ideal. No. But, uh, yeah. Did you, do you have a contract? Did you have a contract down there at DL Couch? No, that was not us. Somebody else received yeah. it, Christy. You're off the hook. <laughs> 
So, um, was that, was this getting started and running? Was it like a, for me, uh, to be, get into fitness, it was four years ago. I set a new year's resolution and I've been one of, I've stuck with it now for four years this January. So what, were you a new year's resolution or was it, you were middle of the year and just decided to go or was there something else? It, it was in January, but it was not a, a conscious new year's resolution. And really it wasn't about running. What it was more about was mental toughness. Um, what I wanted, what I realized in my life was I lacked discipline in a lot of areas and I wanted to increase discipline and what I chose as the vehicle to, to do that with was um, endurance sports. So running was the first thing because it's, uh, you know, the, the cheapest and you can, you can go out and start running. Um, now, you can get into a lot of expensive shoes and clothes and things like that. But, but in general, you can go out and start running. Um, at least start been running in some sort of a wool cashmere blend, it sounds like. <laughs> He's got the fancy stuff. No. <laughs> No, but, but, you know, I wanted to do something that was going to be hard, something that was going to take discipline or I was going to fail. Um, it wasn't something that I could just go out and do, um, just on my own as I was at that point. So that's where it started. What well, it was just a realization of I needed to, to better myself. And, um, that's, that's what I chose to do. And, um, it's, it's been working and it's, it's been a, a very, uh, amazing journey so far because, um, and, and what I anticipated was the discipline it took to be able to go from literally my, my 20 minute interval when I started would be a, a 60 minute jog, uh, wasn't even a run, just a, just a jog and then a 90 second walk for 20 minutes. So I would just do that. And it took me a while till I could build up to a couple minute run and then a, a five minute run. So I went very slow. I did a very slow plan. Um, and eventually, uh, within from January starting till the following January, I, I ran a marathon. So, so a, a little birdie told me that Dakota's 30 days into this and he's already saying in the house, how, when, when can I start breaking records? He, he my, thinks he's going to the Olympics. <laughs> uh, I've, my wife and I were talking about this the other day. I, I have a tendency to get really obsessed with things and my so it's been something my whole life. And, um, uh, we're, we're going to circle back around to the discipline speech, but then we'll talk about this first. Um, but yeah, my wife and I were talking about, um, her running because she ran cross country. So now I'm running three mile increments and she's like, yeah, I was running three mile increments too. And I was like, I hit my best time. It was like 29 minutes, just over 29 minutes or 27 minutes. And she's like, my best time in high school was like 25 something. And I was like, wow, this is really good. And she's like, some of the guys though were doing like 17. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, oh yeah, I know. I'm, I'll be there soon. And you know, she's like, it's not a competition. You don't need to be like those guys. They're, you know, 140 pounds. You know, Dakota, and six they, feet tall. They run, they run in age brackets. You don't have to be doing what a 16 year old does. I, I told you weren't her, here, but Gavin, Gavin is that runner. He was, he oh, was sitting yeah. in your chair yes. two weeks ago. Gavin is the one you walk. You're like, oh gosh, here comes the little skinny kid. Just like no weight on him at all. He's got yeah. a size uh, 26 waist. Also, yeah. what you find is that like to go from like a 30 minute 5k to a 27 minute 5k is not 
horribly difficult depending on where you're coming from. The 27 to 24, more difficult. 24 to 21, you're getting hard. 21 to 18 or sub 18, you are training. You are putting in like the, the time comes off pretty easy at first, but once you start nailing down, all of a sudden you're struggling to not lop it's off like, like 10 seconds right. over a 5K. So yeah, it gets, it gets, it's kind of like, so for the past four years, I've been lifting weights and it's, there's this, uh, phenomenon in weightlifting that's called noob gains is what it's called. And basically you take an untrained person and you put them on a strength training program and they rapidly progress. You put them on progressive progressive overloading week by week, and the weights are going up rapidly. They're building muscle rapidly, and it's the changes in the body are occurring super fast, and then eventually that tapers off. And usually it's about the four- to five-year mark, and some folks even sooner based on your age, uh, where you kind of stagnate. You're making small gains like... After like, I think it's like six years of training, you can expect to put on up to two pounds of muscle per year, which is, you know, very low. My first year of, of uh, serious weight training, I put on 10 pounds of muscle. Wow. So it's like they, it stagnates, you know, and I think that that's kind of what you're saying with the running. Uh, as you start, you know, your times are increasing and, or decreasing, you're getting a lot faster. You can run further and then as time goes on, your your progress slowly starts to peel back to where eventually you'll you'll kind of be at this comfortable place where you're like, I can push harder and you can keep progressing, but it's going to take a lot longer to get there. Zach, this sounds a lot like qualifying in the Indy five hundred. Yeah. You can you know, yeah. you can you can once, find once, big you, gains once you find yeah. once you once yeah. going from two fifteen to two thirty, okay, you can do that, but going from two thirty to two thirty six or even that's in the, insane. In the first six, like they'll bring out a new chassis in a race and car series. The first year, they'll just be staggering increases in speed. And then now with IndyCar, they're on the same chassis now for like year 12 or 13 or whatever it is. And there's nothing they don't know about that. They are like equipment sanding down little bits to hopefully get a thousandth of a second. And that's kind of what you get down to at a certain point. Yeah. So it's, it's what I'm saying is it sounds infinitely relatable. Even if you're not a runner, I think there's a lot of things in life that relate to that. You're honing, you know, you get, it's, it's just like starting a new job. You're all excited. You're learning all kinds of new things. And then all of a sudden, you know, then all of a sudden you're 10 years in and you're like, ugh. Ah, you <laughs> you've perfected it, and you're now Dakota. You're just you're just enjoying, yeah, mastery. So uh, you have back to find to my story. you have to find joy in being a master of what you're doing. Yes, yeah. Well, there's a lot of truth in that. You have to find joy in the the little things that happen, or um, occasionally, you know, occasionally I'll get a, a Instagram message. Someone will be like, "Hey, how how can I put on muscle and lose fat?" And it's like. That little bit of uh, that message is like, oh, that's really neat that someone thought to reach out to me for this question because I don't think of myself that way. And then that gives you a little bit of more motivation to just keep pushing for a little while longer. What I'm hearing is that if you're in your car and you're driving right now, Dakota at BossHogLiberty.com and let him know that you really do appreciate this show because he yeah. he's five keep, years keep in pushing. and he would he really needs that next one to show up next Keeps week. Keeps me going. <laughs> Give him a little feel good. Uh, anyway, whenever Audrey and I were talking about that, she's like, you don't compare yourself to those guys or whatever. 
and I said, uh, I, I feel like Nacho Libre whenever he uh, gets a, his like fourth check in a row for losing wrestling matches, and he got, throws a check down. He goes, I want to win. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I felt like. Uh, I just get obsessed with things, and I get really competitive with myself. That's I have a really super competitive nature. But you keep talking about discipline when you were talking about this. Are you a, a Jocko Willink guy? Yes. Yep. Okay. Stream ownership. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I, yeah, Jocko got uh, me seriously into it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't Jocko. It was uh, the Admiral. Do me a favor, Zach. Pull up the Google machine really quick because I'm blanking on a name. Um, look up. Admiral James Stockdale ran look for up. vice president 1992. <laughs> no, Admiral Speech Make Your Bed. Yeah, I know the speech you're talking about. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, Very that that speech came up um came up in my face yeah William McRaven McRaven Admiral McRaven yeah he came up and his speech it basically was he said if you want to change your world make your bed and it totally changed my perspective cuz i was having trouble like waking up on time and stuff and that really got me into gear so i looked him up so he was on Jocko's podcast. Now, what Listen what do you do if your wife is still sleeping? I I don't make my bed anymore now. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the challenge I have is that I get up and go to work and she's still yeah same here. She's still sawing logs. I don't know. Yeah. This is a, we, the admiral must be single. That's the way it goes. Oh, but that that speech, I encourage anyone to listen to that speech and also to check out Jocko. And you and I have talked before about. Um, uh, David Goggins. Yeah, um, you're a David Goggins fan. I am. He's he's very inspirational. If you if you don't know his story, check out his story because it uh, he he's overcome a lot um, and he's implemented extreme discipline into his life to accomplish things that that he wants to accomplish. For sure. Yeah, yeah. To the po- point of uh, detriment with his yeah, yeah. his knees and things. Yeah, Zach. How do you you've been running? You've run it every day for. 368 days now or 377 good lord 377 before the show i thought it might come up how do you keep the discipline to do that every day where where do you find the motivation just the i don't want it to quit is that is that the motivation Uh, a little bit at that point there's also and i don't know if this works for everybody i have there's level of self-loathing at times like i'll get my i just get out and run like it's just not negotiable it's like i'm gonna go do this i go out and run this morning it was awful Uh, it was raining it was cold I stepped in a puddle a quarter mile into my run, and so my feet were soaked. And then after that, then it turned into a negotiation of how far am I going to go. I'm like, uh, I want to go five, but then it was running late. There's a two-hour delay today. Kids let school late. My wife's home with a fresh knee, uh, so I got to get back to her. So I like negotiate into four, you know, kind of thing to keep it going. But just I'm really good at just like I plan it. I go to bed knowing I'm going to get up and run. I just know I lay this stuff out. If I'm running in the morning before work, I'm, I'm working a normal schedule. Um, I lay the clothes out and it's just like, I'm just going to get this done. I get it done in the morning because I hate products. I also, and this drives my wife nuts, I do it almost first thing, the first opportunity I get. So there's no chance for me to, um, Jeff, who's going to be here next week. Jeff at times will run at like 10 o'clock at night after yeah. all the stuff. I don't know how he does that. Like to me, that is as crazy as people think I am. I think that's insane. I just want to get over with because like after I've eaten dinner, I'm like, I don't want to sit around for a couple hours and wait. Like we ran after his New Year's party and I thought I was going to puke and I'd stopped eating two hours before. So I just, yeah, I don't know where it comes from. I'm just really good at being consistent. 
and I could quit at this point. I don't have a goal of continuing to run streak any farther, but I'm like in a groove. So I'm like, I'll just kind of stick with it. And then just, yeah. So I'm just, I'm really boring. And so I'm really boring to the point where it's really easy to build a routine. And I've done it every day for a year and a month or whatever, near in a couple of weeks. So when I started running, I realized that how much of a, uh, under, uh, I would call Zach a sleeper savage. He doesn't really talk about it very much, but you, Run every day in shorts. You, in shorts, you yeah. haven't worn yeah, it was, pants for it seven was years. Super funny. I saw somebody that was in. I follow these people on Instagram all over the place for all different reasons. And there was somebody in Sweden, and a guy ran by and like, "Look at this person. They're running in the rain. And it's cold. You couldn't see skin on the guy." I'm like, "Ah, I do that. I'd be out in shorts. I'd be doing that in shorts." But yeah, you did just, it. You did it when there was the minus thirty four degree wind chill. You ran two yeah, miles in shorts. Yeah, I'd be careful then. I really did think I might lose a leg during that. <laughs> like I had to go over the plan, but yeah. And part of it too is that like, um, some people are impressed by what you do, and that's a little bit motivation. The people that like literally call me out because they think I'm going to hurt myself or like think I'm an idiot, those are really motivating people. I love to just. Did you? I mean, in the news this week, there's there's a very prominent public figure who had, uh, we'll call it the third leg, had some frostbite from exposure. There's ways to keep. Yeah, you watch that. You want Prince Harry? He was on Colbert talking about. Uh, this. Of course he was. He's talking about everything. Um, <laughs> it's really funny if you ever see a runner like in the wintertime and they're they're short a glove. You know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> There's like, I are do, you reusing that glove later? I wash my gloves. <laughs> okay, yeah. all right. But yeah, you like you. Yeah. Uh, we're here for secrets. That's a, yeah. Um, just the, tune into Boss Hog for some tips. You run enough enough times you figure out all the tricks for that. Like for any of that stuff, like there was a discussion before the show about chafing. Um, that's for real. Like I literally, I finished a marathon with a blood streak down my shirt from one of my nipples chafing through and it had chafed. I mean, if anybody's familiar with Indianapolis, I'd stopped. I was bleeding at 38th street and I had, you're not the first person to be bleeding on 38th street. (laughs) (laughs) I'm out like I'm at the IMA or at new fields and this race ends at Washington street. <laughs> like it literally, I, I am as far North as 38th street. I've got at least 38 blocks to the South to run. Um, oh before I, so yeah, you kind of, you learn to deal with all that stuff and yeah, it's been human stuff. So yeah, you just kind of learn to deal with all those fun situations. But, um, people that call me crazy are the funnest people They think I'm, they call me, they call me an idiot even better. And when I'm running, I'll see people and they'll look at me like I'm crazy and. Your friends I, just flip you off. I find that hilarious. Or your brother tries to hit me with the car. I've had that a lot. Um, some people swerve at me. So there's a certain point where you're doing that and you get, you get a kick out of that because you got nothing else to get a kick out of. You're being an idiot out there. So you might as well enjoy it. What keeps you going, Travis? You know, he touched on one thing um, when he was talking just about getting their stuff out the night before, like habit stacking. So like you just, yeah. you start creating these habits. Um, that are, that are just a small thing, you know, just getting your clothes out the night before, but that's one less obstacle in the morning. Um, so I'm not really touching on what keeps me going, but that's one thing that does help the discipline and help. Mm-hmm. It, I guess it kind of does help keep you going because you're already building into your life. Like, okay, this is a part of my life now. This is what I want to do. Um, because it's, it's for me, a lot of times runners, like we're talking about people that may say, you know, they're crazy. What are they doing out there? It's, it's not, for show for someone else it's i mean it's an internal uh battle really mm-hmm. it's a you're wanting to better yourself you're wanting to get a new pr in your in your three mile you know you're you're wanting to get out there and beat that time and 
um, or you're just wanting to go longer. You're wanting to build some longevity. So um, what, what keeps me going is just, uh, just trying to find those new limits. You know, what, where can I push myself? Where uh, he talked a little bit about that transition from doing a, doing a 30 minute uh, three mile or, you know, roughly a 5k doing, doing 30 minutes and, and getting that down to 27. Okay. Cause now you're running about a nine minute mile. Right. And then, going to that next level of, okay, can I get that down to 25? And that, cause now you're running in the eights, like, you know, so right. th- those are, those are milestones that are, that are fun to get to. Um, and when you finally get to them and your, your thighs are burning, you know, because you're, you're pushing yourself to the, the absolute limit. And then you're like, I did it. I can do that. So why can't I do more? And then you keep going. So yeah, the first time that my running app uh, spoke, it, it tells me miles and times in my headphones when I'm running. Mm-hmm. And the first time that it told me that uh, my mile was under 10 minutes. Yeah. I like threw my hands. That was, a, that was a win. Yes. That was a it's big a, win. It's a barrier <laughs> you've crossed through. Yeah. It was exciting. So it is. Travis, tell us how you go from this is the hobby and this is a something you're pursuing to now... We're going to turn it into a business. You found an opportunity in the community or a passion that you say, I'm going to go from a runner to a promoter. Yeah. How, how does this happen and what did you create? So early on, the, the, the program that I did uh, when I started was a progression of you're going to train for 12 weeks and you're going to do a 5K, 12 weeks, 10K, half full. So you get a, a marathon in a year, right? Well, in that first 12 weeks, something inside me just said, like, I don't want to do this just to accomplish a marathon. Like, I, I don't want that to be the end game. Like, uh, and I wasn't sure exactly what that was going to mean and what that was going to look like, but something was born then. And, and it just was in me to, to, I saw what I was getting from the discipline standpoint from the, I mean, and not only that, you're, you're bettering your health, you're getting just, uh, in better shape. Um, I, I, in that year that I trained, I lost 40 pounds. I mean, so that was a lot of weight uh, for me to lose. Um, so, I mean, just all the benefits that came along with that. Um, and, and along the way, somewhere I just realized, I wish more people could experience this. Like, I wish more people had the opportunity uh, or could just hear the story, um, have an opportunity to go run a race, uh, just understand more about this. Cause I knew nothing about this stuff at all. Um, and like I said, I, I got into it more for the mental aspect, not the running. Um, but then once I got moving my feet, I realized, wow, like putting yourself in physical pain, um, and not pain, like you're tearing up your knees or something. I mean, that, that can happen, but we're talking about muscle fatigue and just putting yourself right. in those situations and then being able to overcome those, um, is rewarding. And it just builds, uh, a stamina and a resilience into you that, um, you know, it, it's the vehicle that's worked good for me. So, but go ahead. So then you, cre- you turned it into TNT. Yes. So what I wanted to be able to do was give back to my community. I've been in business in this community for going on 23 years. Um, so I've, I've been able to do a lot of stuff, uh, a lot of landscape work, a lot of maintenance work, uh, been involved in the community, supported a lot of community things. Um, so I, so I've been able to do that, but I kind of wanted that thing that I could say, okay, what could I do that would bring as much of the community that would want to be involved in, into this? Uh, so 
races I was run, I've been running, you know, and it's, it's like races is a thing that I think you can do. Um, and when I started to, one of the first things, one of, one of the first people I actually talked to, uh, when I, when I started TNT and started thinking about and dreaming about the Newcastle mini marathon was, um, Cindy Brooks with Miracle League. Uh, so this event is going to have, um, a half mile, a 5k, 10k half marathon. I literally want everyone in the community that would want to participate in some way to have a distance that they could accomplish. So that, that's why I stuck that half mile in there. Um, and it's, it's going to be a very easy, it, we're, it, it starts and ends at the Y, uh, the, the paved trail that's out there. It's, it's very, um, conducive to, to folks with special needs. So I, I just, I wanted to make sure that the whole community could be involved if they want to be. Awesome. So what kind of an endeavor is it to say, I'm going to create Newcastle's mini marathon? How many, how many people have to say yes? How many, how, what, what kind of logistics go into this? So it costs money to put on a race. So it, uh, you've got to get sponsorship. Uh, Henry Community Health was on board from the get-go. Uh, they've been amazing. And, and so much so that they actually committed to a three-year deal. So they, I wanted this to be longevity. Um, I, I, I'm not doing this for a, for a profit for the sense of me. I'm doing it for a profit for the sense of longevity in the community. Um, for and it to be sustainable. Sustainable. That's right. So when they, when they did that three-year thing, I, I thought, man, they, you know, and, and it's the hospital. I mean, you know, it, healthy community makes sense for them to promote that. Uh, so that, that was a big win. So getting that right off the bat and getting that commitment and the sponsorship tier that they went with was amazing. And so, so that helped. I've, I've gotten other sponsors. I, I need more sponsors. I mean, that is definitely something that needs to happen, uh, because that's really the upfront cash flow that will help you go purchase. I mean, here's something I didn't know about. I, I want this event to have a, a big race feel to our small community. So one of those things is having time to bib chips. So I, I want people to have an official time whenever they come across that finish line. Well, there's not a lot of timers out there. Um, and they're booked well in advance. So I've already had to, to book this person. I booked them back in the fall for the almost one year in advance. Um, but that was one thing like I just didn't, until I got into this world, I didn't understand all the logistics that went into this. Um, Mayor York was on board right out of the gate. He was one of the other first meetings we had just to, Hey, this is what we want to do in the community. We're going to have to block down some streets. Are you going to be able to help us with that? Of course, whatever you need. And he was the first person to register. So he, he now wait a minute. Yeah. yeah I, go ahead. What, what, what distance <laughs> is mayor York going to go with? Well, he registered for the half. Okay. Uh, half mile, half marathon. Oh, okay. All right. All right. <laughs> but, uh, he may be an honorary registrant, meaning he, he paid the money. Okay, he, he's registered. <laughs> he's getting bib number one. Uh, well, I'm just saying we have a very competitive mayor's race this year. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine if they, they need him and Clay together, right? Like waving and, and just trying to get to the. They're winning because they want to beat the next guy to the next person they can wave to on the course. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. or or if politicians say they're going to run the whole thing, you're going to have a bus catching people at the end because they're all shaking hands and kissing babies as they're trying to run a marathon. They're going to have the worst times possible. Somebody's going to I don't stop. know. It could Some, go either way. Someone's going to stop it them in the be... costume about nuts being clucked in the park. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I know both Mayor York and I know Clay Morgan. 
And if I know both of those guys, then they would have they would be in last place simply because they would stop and talk. That's, to that's what I mean. Is so, they're they're talking, just talking. So, what kind of a route are we talking about? Is that is that been determined yet for uh, for the the full marathon? That is on the website, Jeremiah. I'm it, 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 listen. <laughs> I, listen, we're a podcast. To God, I, I'm going to get my crayons. Look at out your here. show notes. This is a podcast. <laughs> we're explaining it to the folks listening. How they what what okay. this, what we're, we're painting a picture. Yeah. So. uh Yes, there are routes determined, um, roughly. So there, there, there still needs to be meetings with, uh, the mayor, the police department, just to make sure that logistically it's going to make sense. And, and they'll have their two cents on, Hey, what you, why don't we think about this street versus this one? But roughly, I'll just say it, it starts at the YMCA, uh, all distances. Uh, the half mile will probably be contained to the Wilbur Wright Trail. The all the other distances, it's exactly a mile to come up here about where the uh, FC Tucker office is here. That's that's a mile right so, outside Boss Hog Studios. That's here. right. Right outside of Boss Hog. That's exactly right. So. So for a 5K, so we're going to run up here. You're going to run just a little bit more in the downtown area and then kind of head back. Uh, 10K is going to go down South Main Street a little bit more uh, to get the distance there. Kind of Baker Park area. Head back to the Y. The, the half is going to go, um, it's going to come into downtown. It's going to wind through some of the downtown streets. Um, we're going to go past the castle. We're going to go south main, past Baker, uh, down to 300. Uh, and that will be the turnaround point. You'll, you'll come back. Uh, so we retrace your steps kind of, then go down Trojan, go past the, the largest and finest, go past the Hall of Fame. Um, you know, we're a basketball town. So I, that's one of the advertising draws here is to, to what's, what's unique about Newcastle? Well, basketball Hall of Fame is unique. So we're going to run past that, cut through the, um, first, is it first financial bank, the, the yep. bank parking lot. First merchants. First merchants. Oh, yeah. The older Mariana Bank. Yeah. Yes. First merchants. Come up Bundy, um, and, uh, run Bundy and work your way back to the Y. So, and that's a full marathon. That's a half. That's a half. Marathon. It's a half marathon. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And at full marathon, they have to do it twice. Well, yeah, but we're not doing a full marathon. Okay. We're just All doing right. a half. All right. Yeah. I mean, a full of Newcastle. <laughs> no good, man. No good. All right. So Dakota is signing up for the longest version that you have then. Yes. The half marathon. Yeah, I'm awesome. planning on doing the half marathon. Well, sounds like you're well on your way to training. If, I was going to say, do you think he has a shot? Oh, with, definitely. With, with, with I mean, where he's the, at in the training. This race is in September. The, yeah, the farthest I've ever ran in my life now is three miles. You're good, and I have to add ten on to that. You're you're good. You're gonna get it. I my goal was to do a one hour fifty minute, hour and fifty minute. Yeah, that's that's I'm a good goal. Publicly setting that goal. I know it's lofty. It's a it's an I'm aggressive goal, but yeah. but you can do that. Yes. I know it's aggressive. I'm gonna try my hardest because now I've set it on the air. So basically, the whole thing I'm I'm gonna be pushing really hard. Zach has, <laughs> Zach has some real soul searching to do because it's his weekend with the the Taylor non-twins. Ricky and Jordan are racing at the Speedway. Yeah, we'll see. It's going to be the tough that's going to be the tough soul searching weekend for Zachary. It's also peak camping season. I also have a <laughs> I have a commitment from Jeff Watterson, previous guest, Jeff Watterson. He's going to co- start coaching me on this in June. He's going to whip me into shape. So, I may need to jump in on that coaching and training. I'd like, to, right, I'd like to do run. it together. Yeah, I, I would love you to do that. You live pretty close to me. We're, we're four, four miles, miles away. <laughs> four miles apart. Yeah. So that, that's just a warm up. We can, we can yeah. take turns around at each other's house and then. We Not just... a warm up for me yet. <laughs> <laughs> 
for I'll Jeff. get there soon. For Jeff, that's nothing. That's, that's yeah, nothing. But yeah, I will. That's one thing I've, I'm going to be asking Jeff next week is like, for me, I've realized with the three mile runs now is that before, whenever I was doing two, you get done with the one mile and you're like halfway there and you just keep pushing because you're halfway there. When you add a mile onto it, the one mile is like just a third of the way there. You kind of go into this autopilot mode for the middle mile. I'm wondering when Jeff's autopilot mode kicks in. Is it like just for forever? Like for 15 hours? Probably depends on where he's at. It's, Indiana's probably a little easier than other states. I don't know. You I'll can probably, you've done a marathon. So yeah. what's for, for me? It's, it's at about the 20 minute end mark where I start to, my heart rate kind of stabilizes. I, I kind of settle in to the run. Um, so, you know, mile and a half, two miles, it roughly you're, you're kind of, for me, that's what I've experienced. Okay. So probably about the same. I mean, the nice so thing, I just can crank it up. The nice thing too, is when you're racing, we actually get to do the race. Usually it's someplace you're not normally around. Um, and so you, that kind of breaks it up into just, uh, I do the mini in India every year in May. Uh, the, the, I, I've never run with Zach, obviously, but I can tell with Zach, he's looking at the details of everything he's running by. Well, yeah. Zach, Zach is paying. Zach is paying attention I'm to real, every detail. So, but like of what of what he's running by the mini course in Indy, I know, but like the back of my hand. Um, and so you have to get out of the corrals; they're crowded. So that's the first mile is just getting clear of people, and then you're just kind of taking okay here. You can break it down, and luckily that race is so different in terms of the feel and the Newcastle half would be pretty different too. Cause the Y is kind of down in some little area. Newcastle is a small area. Like I joke about like, Oh my gosh, a marathon, this town. Like when I trained for a marathon, I literally ran to different towns <laughs> and then came back. Yeah. <laughs> like you could do, I ran from here to Moreland and back, but you kind of break it up into like, okay, you're getting up out. You, uh, the Y is in a hole. You're going to come up out of the hole. You're going to be thankful when you get out of that. That's going to be the first mile. Yeah, and then rough. you get to, I was going to say your, your 5k, you've got people running straight uphill. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. It, it is a, Bitch of a starter. The Y is in a hole. But that means you get to run out of it when you're fresh. Mm. And you get to come downhill when you're finishing up, which is awesome. Yeah, that's um, good And it's pretty. And then it's, uh, and then when, Sorry I, about your luck if you're in the 5K, though. You, you still, still have to come downhill. downhill. It's still oh, you still have to get home. Yeah. You still have to get back. So, yeah, it's still... it's. I would much rather run out of a hole to start a race and then come back down the hill to go it, to finish than to do the opposite. I would not want to go gangbusters for a mile and a half or six and a half miles and then have to go run a hill uh-huh. to finish. Like I even, um, and Jeff wasn't there. Another training buddy of mine, cause I've run quite a bit with Jeff. Um, and we were doing a lot of 5am runs a couple of weeks ago. I had a training run one time that ended at what people like here called North main street hill. And that's where my mileage hit. And I quit. I was done. I'm like, I hit my mileage. I'm good. Yeah. He's like, what do you mean? The guy was with me. I'm like, I'm done. I'm like, you can come pick me up or I'm walking home. And I did. <laughs> and, he, and he ran around and did like four more miles and he came pick me up. But yeah, so like, um, yeah, you kind of break up the race into little chunks and you kind of monitor your progress um, throughout the entire thing. Just kind of, and that makes it when you're training, it's, you just kind of, you get familiar routes and stuff and you, you, yeah, you can zone out after a few minutes and hopefully come out the other side doing it right. If nothing's going wrong. So Travis, tell me more about the event, the the mechanics of it. How many how many volunteers do you need to put this on? How many how many people would you 
say is a realistic goal to have in the event? What to paint the picture for the audience? Yeah. So again, with the the community. So for instance, uh, in a in a half uh, marathon, you're going to have roughly six to eight aid stations. So like grabbing some water, uh, maybe some nutrition along the way, something like that. What my vision is, is that I could get uh, community businesses, organizations that would want to sponsor an aid station. So what I would see is that they say, okay, we're going to take aid station at mile one and we're going to own that. We're going to put our banner out there. We're going to advertise our business. Primo's going to have just like chicken fettuccine Alfredo ready to go at mile four. Carb up, carb up right there. And yeah. (laughs) So, imagine <laughs> you'll be puking it pretty soon. Yeah. yeah, but but so uh, that that's one thing uh, we're gonna we're gonna have to get aid stations. Uh, of course, we're gonna have to have involvement with uh, blocking off streets, um, involvement with handing out the, uh, the the ribbons, the all the registration. So there's all these logistical things that have to happen, and and I do have a, a team that's going to be taking care of the the real nuts and bolts of what actually occurs on that day. But, but the, the big things for volunteer is um, our, our aid stations uh, because it just takes a lot of manpower to get those done. Uh, well, um, you know, I've seen races where it's, it's self-serve and you don't want to stop and have to fill up a water bottle. And, you know, you, you want to be able just to someone cheering you, you handing you on and saying, cheering you on and saying, good job. You can do it. Here's your water Gatorade, whatever you're handing out. Um, that, for me, the race, the events I've done, I've enjoyed that a lot more uh, whenever that's an enthusiastic bunch of people. And, it, and like I said, in, in my mind, if it's an organization, a business that works together and they come out and they just make it fun for, for themselves for that day. And, and and that will in turn make it fun for the people participating and, and make for a, a good event when everyone's participating that way. Jeremiah, will you run the, will you man the boss hog booth aid station? <laughs> If it wasn't for the date, I would be there. Uh, the Indy 500 comes first. This isn't the Indy 500. Oh, this is, is the uh, the IMSA. I don't know what what the hell is this? Is it Indy car? It's the no, it's sports, Im- cars. It's sports cars at at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. It's special inaugural. It's an inaugural event. Okay. Yeah. So at, we'll the world's, at the world's greatest race course. We'll let it slide. No offense to Newcastle. <laughs> so so mile one is literally right around this area, yeah. right in this vicinity. So that would be a great uh, aid station to have for sure. Maybe we'll see if the Brian Nichols show can do it. It's very possible. The studio next door. <laughs> yeah. Brian should be signing up. Yeah, we should see if Brian can sign up. He and him can pace together. Brian, Caitlin, and baby Meredith can all run it together. All right. Uh, what should I expect? My, I've never done any kind of race like this. What uh, What can I expect? Is pay, it going to be stressful? You pay your nominal $500 entry fee. Is it going to be overwhelming? It, it should not be overwhelming if if we're putting on the event that I want to put on. <laughs> it should not be overwhelming. It should not be stressful. Uh, you, you should feel... The only anxiousness you should feel is what you're creating for yourself. Now, uh, if Dakota's leading, how does he know where to turn? <laughs> and... and because he will be in the lead, so we need to get this. He already out for says him. he wants to be the fastest one well, by September. We, yeah. yeah, and there again is another uh, volunteer opportunity. Uh, I I will have someone leading the race, um, and it would be amazing if there was like a really amazing runner out there that would want to do some pacing. 
uh, because Got a lot it. of a lot of the bigger events you have pacers that that run at you know a nine minute mile an eight thirty mile you know whatever. Um, at least we will have someone on a bike, and and someone on the bike will be kind of leading the way. So that's if if someone out there listening that that is a, a biker or a runner that would want to do some pacing. Uh, maybe no. Maybe Paul Morrill down at Tri County Power Equipment. Milroy wants to take a quad. I want to. Oh, and I was going to say I want to see it paced by one of those vintage. Yeah, a vintage Schwinn. Schwinn. Yeah, that he's rolling out there. <laughs> that would be actually really cool. Talking into it. He may. I don't know. I on one of those vintage Schwins that hill may kick your ass. I don't know if you're going to outrun the uh, outrun the runners yeah. up the hill. I bet Paul could do it. He's a marine. He is. And he, he could have like a little banner that advertises his bike restoration business on the back of it Adver- and riding the bike. I'll let you reach this out to him. This is a good idea. You should pitch this to him. All right. Or hit let up Russ Hubler and see if they'll throw you a brand new Dodge out in front. Just preferably mm. something that doesn't yeah, put out go. a bunch of yeah. exhaust. Get us, get us a pace car. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're the racing theme here, right? Yeah. So the pace car would be a decent idea. Let's see if we'll get a, a Wagoneer. Durango. Yeah. <laughs> no, so it's. It's infinite uh, possibilities. I don't need to worry about getting lost. This is one thing I was well, unless you're concerned in, about. Yeah, because you will be in front right behind the bike, it sounds like. Yeah. So, okay. We got right that. There. Is there a pickup bus? Is the city bus going to follow? Because oh, I know that's the thing with the mini marathon in, in uh, Indy. There's, there's a bus. There's a, there's a, there's a there, you know, if you don't outrun the bus, you get picked up. Yeah. Oh. And they've, the they've bu- got, like, like Disney has the balloon ladies, right? Yeah. And it's, if you don't keep a certain pace, the balloon ladies sweep you away and they, you, you've got to, you're done. No, no, we're, we're going to stick it out for that last person that crosses the finish line. And, um, and, and my goal for this event, another thing to expect for this event, again, trying to, to bring that big race feel to our, our small community. I love the races where they, they say your name as you're coming down the stretch and, um, you know, Dakota Davis and you, you cross the finish line and then someone's there to, to put that uh, you know metal yeah, over your neck. Cool. Yeah. So that's just, these are things that I've, that I've enjoyed. Um, and the, as I'm building this vision here and, and kind of building it out, these are the, the pieces that I, I just want to bring. Cause I want the, I want the event to be, if someone's going to put in the work to train and to, and to come and, and take part in this, I don't want it to be something that they walk away from thinking, man, that was just, I'm never doing that again. You know, that was just, that was a lot of hype for blah. You know, I trained for from January until September and I, I want it to be okay. It, it's the capstone to the, to the, um, the, all the training, to all the effort. And it's like, yes, that felt good. That's, what, that's what I'm trying to do. What kind of a geographical range do you think that a race like this can draw in? So the statistics are about a 50 mile range for a half marathon. So, you know, it's a statistic, but it, it, roughly for a half marathon, if you can pull from a 50 mile radius, you're doing really well. So potentially runners from as far away as Greensburg, Indiana may, may be coming up. Poten- potentially, but maybe Dayton. That would be uh, a stretch. <laughs> you know, we're 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 Newcastle. We're the we're, Kenyans are not coming in to invade. No, we're probably gonna. It's probably gonna be a local. Yeah, winning. Yeah, Dakota. I, I think you've got a chance. Listen, either I'm either gonna be uh, right up front, or I could be the guy that they're pushing <laughs> on the back. The police department's like. Can we take the barricades down? Yeah. And Travis is like, no, there's still one guy. <laughs> the, 
the Minnesota Vikings. Me. The Minnesota Vikings are in the NFL playoffs this weekend, and that's exactly what their fans say. They're either going to get blown up by forty this weekend, or they're going to win the Super Bowl. There's no in between. It's one of those two, I can, and that's where Dakota is. I'm I'm very hopeful that I'm somewhere in between. <laughs> yeah, and that's another good thing about the bib uh, chips because you can you'll have these mats you know placed out there wherever, and you can you'll get our timer will get a reading of when they cross that mat, so you can tell. If, all right. You know, because we've got these four distances. Now, the, the half mile is going to be pretty easy to track, but the, the other distances, you can tell exactly how many people in real time how, are still out there for that distance. Oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah. yeah. So you, you can kind of keep track of those people that are maybe struggling, you know, and, and you can go uh, check on, you know, because we'll have the EMS. I mean, you've got to have that. You, you, people are exerting themselves, you know, poten- and potentially things could go wrong. You know, I, I, I hope not. I really hope not. But those people will be be available if if need be. So that's awesome. That's exci- an exciting event. Yeah, it is. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I've never the entire time I've been on uh, trying to become more fit. I have avoided running with everything I have. I've you know done stints on row machines. Um, I enjoy the airdyne bike. Uh, I will do a jump rope. I'll do basically anything but run. Yeah. And then I, I don't know. I just, I got, I saw that you were putting on the half marathon and I was like, that's pretty cool. My parents have done the mini marathon in India a handful of times. And I thought, well, I can't make it to 30 and let my dad keep beating me <laughs> in this area. So now there are ages. Are you going to get your dad signed up too? I told him about it and I'm, I'd, I didn't try to get him to sign up. When is his birthday? I told him. When, when is your, when's Jeff's birthday? In August. Okay. What you need to do is say, Dad, for your birthday, I signed you up. Congratulations. That's a good idea. Yep. So is, by I, then, the price let me will give have you, increased. Let me give, no, you just tell <laughs> You announce it to him then. Oh, yeah. But you yeah, do yeah. it now. I do it now. But you give it to him for his birthday. Good idea. This Hopefully is, he doesn't see this. He wants to learn some lessons in forced friendship. Just listen to me. Yeah. <laughs> I, listen, I told him about this, and I was like, I think that I'm going to set a goal for an hour and 50 minutes. And he goes, you could do that now. He's like, no, I couldn't. He's like, ah, you could do it. Yes. He, my but- dad has high hopes for me. <clears throat> yeah. Well, what, what you just said is, um, I mean, that touches exactly on why, what I hoped to have created with this event is someone like yourself that set a goal. I mean, how many people just don't have a goal? You're right. I mean, just, in life, don't have a goal. Uh, so uh, to to set a goal and accomplish a goal, I think a lot of people will gain if they would just do that, you know, just just discipline their minds to some area of life, set a goal and, and accomplish it. One thing I've noticed about myself uh, since I've been training, not running, but uh, lifting is I, I set these somewhat lofty goals for myself mm-hmm. and I do it, whether it be like, I'm going to deadlift, you know, 365 pounds. And then I'll go to the, to the gym and I'll, I'll work up to 350 and then I'll, you know, slap an extra 15 pounds on the bar and I won't get it up. Yeah. And I walk away and I'm mad and I do it with, with everything. And if I, if I fail at it, there's this part of me that where I know if I fail, I'm going to get mad and then the next week, I'm going to absolutely crush it. Yeah. I'm going to be really focused afterwards. So it's like either I have 
a very elated feeling because I hit my goal or I get super, super driven. And I'm always trying to find ways to make myself more disciplined and more driven in what I'm doing. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of where my goal number comes from. Right. Yeah. And then that's what keeps you out there doing it because you yeah. just want to keep bettering yourself. So if people want to sign up, learn more information, where do they go? TNTEnduranceSports.com. Uh, you can register for the race uh, right there. Uh, TNT Endurance Sports on Facebook uh, has a link also to the registration. So, um, yeah, check out our, our website has the most information on it. TNT endurance sports.com. That's awesome. So, um, that want to run down the, because the price is going to be changing, right? The price will be going up in increments as the event gets closer. That, that's right. And the reason for that, um, it, it's an industry standard. Not that I'd necessarily want to follow every industry standard, but, the reason for that is we kind of need to know there, there's timing. Like I, I was on the phone yesterday with the people, potentially they're going to do the medals. Um, and these people are telling me from the time I place the order, we're 75 days from there. So, you know, I need to kind of have some numbers. So that's an incentive for people to sign up so I can kind of get some numbers. Uh, so I can kind of somewhat gauge you know, how many uh, medals, shirts, that kind of thing I'm going to need to, and, and also to be able to inform the the crews that are working, you know, the, the police department, things like that, that are going to help with uh, locking down streets. Like, right. you know, what? how many people are moving through here and then what's our estimated time? All right. Yeah, I think right now it sits, it's at uh, $51 for the half marathon. I didn't look at the other ones. Uh, yeah. And uh, I'm registering for the other ones. I'm not one of those psychopaths that's going to sign up for every race. <laughs> yeah. And well, I, I mean, I, I don't know how you can register. You can't run all of these at the same time, no. right? You, you, you'd have to, that's, that's not an option. Would you this be case. like, could you like do the half mile, come back, <laughs> <laughs> then start the 5k, come back, then do the 10k, come back and then finish out with the half. And I've, I've done you some races where I've done some races where you, you, if you're if you're gonna do an, an hour and fifty, you're probably you probably could do that because <laughs> there's there's always the stragglers that are just, just way I've, behind. I've done races like five k, ten k, where the ten k kind of loops out beyond the five k and then comes back and meets up with them. Mm. And uh, you a hundred percent. I never say anything. One thing I'll say about the running community: the running community is very supportive. You don't knock people. You don't talk bad or whatever. But you feel a certain sense of pride if you motor up and you run some people down there doing the five k and you doubled up their speed and you are distance and you are. Run, I bet that's probably running, good especially in like not if somebody who's like, but like especially if it's like a twenty two year old kid that thought he was hot stuff going in and blew up on the five k. You you take pride in that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, so you can run you can run the five k if you're listening and you want to do it very casually. It's a run or a walk, and you can do it for twenty nine dollars. Yeah, so very very attainable price point. Yeah, and it. I'm glad you mentioned run walk. So again, I want everyone in the community that wants to participate. You don't have to run the entire thing. You don't have to run any of it. You can walk it. Um, we will stay there until the last one's finished. All these, all these jokes about the pickup bus and you can just stay out all night. <laughs> yeah. Travis, Travis would like to have his transponder back, but by, <laughs> at some point though, keep walking. Yeah. <laughs> Carl pointer pointer brothers in the chat. Hey Carl, we need somebody on a bike to pace this race. That's right. Man, or a skateboard. Or skate, or yeah, or whatever, both. Yeah, whatever yeah. you want. Just, just leave the. Paintball, there are brothers. Just leave the paintball gun at home. We don't need any of that on the course. <laughs> Once again, the I don't know the skateboard on the city streets of Newcastle could be some could, could lead to some mayors being responsible for problems. 
Hit the roads pothole. You, hit, you had a pothole on a skateboard. The roads are closing. Uphill. Most of those, I know that course. It's pretty good. Those roads are in pretty good shape. I mean, that's a lot. That's my turf. Newcastle is my turf. Um, most of those roads are in pretty good shape. I can tell you where the I can tell you where the potholes are because I run the dark and I have to know where they're at. <laughs> Wonder Brothers pacing. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah, good idea. It's got a ring to it. <laughs> got a lot of lot of opportunities for to play matchmaker here today. Boss Hog Liberty with B two B. All right, Zach Robin Miller, a alumni of the show. His dream came true today. Yeah, he's smiling in his grave. From from beyond the grave, Robin Miller is smiling. I had to look this up. I hadn't even seen this. You didn't. You were unaware. I was unaware. I've been in a bubble. My my wife had knee repl- her knee replaced on Monday, so I've been the uh, the at home care person, and I saw I saw this in the thing, so I looked it up beforehand to see what this announcement was. So it is. This is they talk about preparation. This is an announcement for the 2024 Indy 500. Oh, wow. They announced it today, 500 days in advance of the race, 500 days yeah. in advance of 500 miles. They stole the media cycle from all the other teams that were making announcements today at IndyCar Media Day is what happened. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they did. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, poor, that's poor, a nuke. they dropped a nuke on media. Unko yeah. Solinger Racing and their big announcement today got completely sent below the fold or to page three, black and white. Uh Kyle Larson, who's the NASCAR Cup Series champion, he's probably at the Chili Bowl right now running midgets. Uh, he has danced around with the idea of running op- the Indy 500, the biggest open wheel race in the world. Uh, and his car owner has said, yes, I'm in. In fact, I'm going to pay for it. So Rick Hendrick of uh, Hendrick Automotive Group is po- sponsoring the car. They're going to partner with the McLaren team, and they're going to run the Indy 500 in 2024 with, with Kyle Larson. Probably the second highest profile driver to come to the Indy 500 in the last 20 years. Uh, domestically, the I would say domestically the highest profile worldwide. Yeah, probably second. Fernando Alonso's visit was probably greater worldwide, but Kyle Larson is a generational talent and who wins at everything. And so for him to have a year and a year and a half plus or a year and a half heads up with Hendrick's blessing and financial backing and McLaren, which is a killer team to be at the 500. They had, they are one of the two best teams at the speedway as of this moment. Yeah. And their drivers this for this next year were second, third and fourth last year, I believe in the 500, uh, at least one for a different team. Yeah. That's enormous. I didn't think that, I wonder if that was ever going to happen. That was the thing where Carl's like, yeah, I'll do it. He's like most kids that were, Killing, killing the game at nineteen twenty, whatever. When he kind of came on the scene, but he never seemed like he was actually pursuing it. He was always like, "Yeah, I'd do it." And a lot of them are like, "Yeah, I'd do it." And he's also, it's not like he's he's doing the double. He's going to run Charlotte. He plans as well. to run Charlotte that night too. So I just finished up the John Andretti book this week, and so he talked about doing the double. So that'll be interesting to see all the logistics and stuff that go into making that happen. Um, so yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be I mean huge for the five hundred and. and Huge for Larson and Hendrick and all those guys. They'll, that'll be a fun story to follow for the day. It's always good to get the outsider's perspective. Travis and Dakota, do you have any idea who Kyle Larson is? And does he, does he move the needle for you in any way? Not for me. Not I'm for Dakota. Sorry, yep, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. NASCAR fans will watch the race because of him in it, though. And that's a big crowd. That's a couple of million people to watch every race. As if you need more people crammed into the Speedway. Well, the watch Speedway's full, but it's the TV audience yeah, and, the, TV and, audience. The, and the folks that come for the month of May, not just race day. A rising tide lifts all boats. I want to see the livery, though, because 
Is it going to be papaya with yeah. the, with the Hendrick blue? Yeah, so many it's, so many evidently, questions. Evidently, they are McLaren is very picky about their liveries. They want papaya orange in there, and they've had some ugly cars to cram that orange into a car. So I want to see Hendrick's uh, liveries usually are like blue and white with some maybe some red thrown in there. Do you remember Dakota during COVID when everybody was racing electronically? Yeah. And there was a driver who accidentally said a word and got fired from his job. Yeah, I do remember that. That's that Kyle that was Kyle Larson. Oh, okay. Yeah. He right. he landed on his feet very nicely. Yeah. He had to sell his I mean his houses his houses were for sale. I mean, he was in a rough spot for a little while there. But then he actually ended up better off because he got yeah. cut by a team that hadn't really been utilizing his talents to their uh full ability, and then he gets picked up by the premier team in NASCAR and wins a championship his first year back. He basically had to take a year of vacation. Yeah. During the COVID year, he essentially went and did grassroots dirt track racing all across the country and honed his skills, then came back and won the, the cup championship. Just like year. when Lightning McQueen came back against Jackson Storm in Cars yeah. 3. Exactly the same. Except, except, Jackson, <laughs> except he didn't do anything wrong in Cars 3. That's a great movie. This is a good movie. Those are great movies. Cars are great movies. Two, not so much. One and three. Yeah, two kind of sucks. But yeah. All right. Let's let's work our way into final thoughts. <laughs> it's without, like Mario too. Without upsetting the folks at Pixar for picking apart cars too. Zach, do you have any final thoughts for me? No, this weather's awful though. I ran today, it was awful. But other than that, uh not much. Looking forward to see how this event goes off. Uh always fun to see. Uh races like i i haven't bounced back to the to the running racing scene from covid i was doing like uh 12 to 16 races a year um have really gotten back in the swing of that the shorter the distance i have to drive to races is the be- is better part it's because my kids are older and it's harder to get people up to get motivated to drive to wherever to go do a race so the more races we have locally the better all right travis if people want to uh to utilize the services of Olive Leaf, how do they get a hold of you? How do they? We, this is this is a shameless self promotion opportunity. Okay, yeah. Um, again, on Facebook, uh, go to Olive Leaf Landscaping, um, or you can get a hold of me directly. Um, so, I don't, I mean, you give your phone number. Sure, anything you want yeah, to do. You you can call. I mean, uh, listen, Christy Avery may text you about something. You never know. That that's yeah. fine. Yeah. Uh, so you can call me at seven six five five two zero eight zero zero nine. And uh, you you can get a hold of us. Uh, you can look us up on the internet too. So we're we, we can find us all those places. You just tired of mowing? You want to outsource it? Call them up. Well, yeah, that's right. That's it. All right, Dakota, what do you got? Uh, thanks, Travis, for coming on. First of all, yeah, um, thank you, and thanks for putting on the event. I don't over the past month, you know, I because I have been lifting weights and things for about four years now. I it's easy to forget what making those big strides feels like. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just over the course of a month, I did my first run and I wanted to run two miles and I wound up running about a mile and then walking. And now I'm, I can do, I did three miles in the humid and the rain today and in less than 30 minutes. So it's, it's, it's good to have that feeling back and I wouldn't have, I would have never started if you hadn't started this thing. So that's, that's been something really good for me. Um, and I've, I've already started to enjoy the process. And as my wife can attest to, I've already started to show some obsessive behavior over it <laughs> and looking up running shoes and running clothes and things. And I'm just, I'm really excited about it. Uh, really looking forward to the event. Um, and just seeing what you can do with it. 
and being a part of it as well. So, uh, yeah, just thanks for thanks for coming on. Thanks for putting it on. Uh, thank you for having me on, and um, that's that's great to hear you say that um, that it's inspired you. Uh, hopefully, it's it's meant to inspire many others uh, to to get out there and, and do something difficult. Uh, put put yourself out there to to have a goal and accomplish that goal. All right. So, real quick from me, I I will say that our uh, our our new friends. Brayton Laster and Gavin are down in Daytona doing their architects. They were in here two weeks ago. Uh, we have sent them the logo file uh, yeah. where the Boss Hogger Liberty sponsorship will be appearing on their car at Daytona uh, for the uh, for the big NASCAR ARCA race uh, in February. Uh, it's a part of their um, of, of Brayton's charitable uh, organization, Drive for Humanity. So driveforhumanity.com. Any level, you put a dollar in, they will put your name on the side of a race car that's going to run at Daytona. So we did a little bit more than that to get the logo on the car, but it's a, uh, it's a, it's a great thing. Fun kids. Uh, <coughs> Frankie Munez. Do you, do you know who he say, is? You see he's running against Malcolm in the middle. Yeah, Malcolm yeah. in the middle. Oh, I, I saw yeah. that he's article. Right. He's he's, he is also yeah. going to be in the race now. Yeah. He's running the full that's, arc. He's, so he's, that'll he's get some eyes on so it. So there, when, when, all hell breaks loose, look for the boss hog logo because it is going to be Frankie. And then uh, about 30 17 to 22-year-olds with limited experience running around the high banks of Daytona. That would be pretty cool. It's going to be fun. Very much looking forward to seeing the Boss Hog Ford. I was always a Chevy guy, but the Boss Hog Ford on track in Speedwakes at, uh, at Daytona. So with that, we say thank you guys very much for being a part of the show, joining us. We will be back next Thursday with Running Talk 2.0 with Woo Watterson. Thanks, Tim. That's right.